Well, hello, everybody. How are you? Here we go. One more time. One more time. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, it's, now it's just, I like spending time with my buddy every Monday morning. Yeah, that's really the main thing. We we're, just have a good time talking. And We're not uh, conquering the world. We're not um, going nuts, going viral. And you know, in the last four years, you and I have really gone through a lot of changes. Uh-huh. We really have. Oh, I yeah. Mean, right. uh, I mean, you've... Uh, you've found yourself in a whole different position from husband and comic to caregiver and husband. Right. And then non-comic because nobody was working. Nobody's and then, a comic you know, for a while there. I, uh, and we've both been on diets and, and, yeah. and both have had success in those. And, uh, uh, and we've both struggled with trying to figure out where we sit in the scheme of, of aging in this business. Yeah, and, yeah and, and in general, I mean, you start to see people our age starting to fall. Yeah, it's like you start looking around, like how many left here, and uh, how how much time? This line's getting shorter, and yeah. I'm getting up to the front of it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? I know. You know, that's what it feels like. I know, I know. Uh, and every day, I, I when my brother calls, now it's almost who died. You know, it's oh, just, I, I know. It's just, okay, do, oh, did somebody die? No, okay, good. Then tell me what you need. Uh, I got a call from our friend Joe Rastetter the other day. Oh, yeah. And I got an email. Caller ID, Joe Rastetter. And I thought, oh, uh oh. I know. I thought that uh-oh, too. Uh oh, because they're kind of our age, you know. I thought, oh, oh I hope I this know. isn't bad news. And it wasn't. Turns out they're promoting a show that they did right. uh, last Friday night. Um, so I was like, oh God, thank God. But you know, you have to think about that now. I know. And we it was the middle of the day. That used to be a two o'clock in the morning call. You'd know, right. uh-oh, that's the trouble. Two I o'clock in the afternoon known- now, you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I wish want? we had known prior to their show because yeah, I sooner. wanted to, we would have promoted it. Because Melinda is is a genius. Yeah, that would have been good. That would have yeah. been a good one to promote. I think she, I think she produced, she produced it. I don't, I don't know if she performed, but she produced it. I, I don't know exactly. I think they yeah. produced it, yeah. <clears throat> breaking it down but they're doing it at at um like a senior center yes senior community centers right. yeah. yeah which you and i are going to be looking into real we soon we should definitely <laughs> look into it yeah yep, yep you know we can actually feel young again <laughs> <laughs> anyway. uh, the kids are here the young ones the yeah. young bucks you know they drive <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, I know it's terrible. Well, you know, it's just. Life, but I'm planning you know? on being the craziest fucking cra- person in the uh-huh. community. I am. When <laughs> I get older, I'm just going to be that whack. Be the out instigator. Crazy, yeah. Everybody you know, stand a, up and fart. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. I had a woman in my car once when I was driving for Radio Cab, actually, who I picked her up at a, a senior care facility, mm-hmm. and she said that um, as a protest, they had a rule like one of the. Uh, people who the patrons whatever mm-hmm. the residents had uh, dyed her hair pink or something like that Fun. and then so the place made a rule they didn't like it that you couldn't dye your hair um uh, 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 certain uh, colors uh, yeah the, yeah my little pony colors yeah, right yeah. exactly and so what she did she started a movement like 
everybody dyed their hair pinks and blues exactly and <laughs> you know what <laughs> well, stop can- us all then well you know, you can't march anymore, so you got to do something to protest. Well, and not only that, yeah, they, you know, I was explaining this to my very young um, opening act um, the other day uh, who said, you know, it's really cool that you're still doing it at your age. And I said, okay, I understand you're trying to be very sweet, and uh-huh. but you have to remember my generation and who we were. Right, we were not. We were not the. the we were not the 1950s. There housewife. wasn't any crew cuts from the men. None of us were going to church every you week. You didn't have a beehive haircut. No, when no, you were, no. This is yeah. you know we were we were the question authority generation. Yeah, you know we our teenage years and college years were spent on the street with a sign in our hand. So yeah, right. Why are you surprised? The rallies and you yeah. know this yeah. is we are not that generation. Well, it's a history lesson that most of them aren't and interested we, in. Know, <laughs> we were getting so high when pot didn't put you on the floor. It, you could smoke it all day and be okay. You could smoke a whole, get this, a whole lid of it. Mm-hmm. So if you know what that and is. Nothing, it was laced with nothing. <laughs> it was laced with nothing. It was just laced with, you know, cow manure. It was yeah. laced. It wasn't nothing. It was, it, nothing. Was, it was just shake. They used to call it shake, yeah. which was just leaves, basically. Yeah, just shake. It was good shake. Yeah. And it would give you a little bit of a headache, but it did the job. Yeah. <laughs> it and was $10 a, a lid. We made wow. we put Doritos on the map. <laughs> I feel like we're gonna get busted by Rockford. <laughs> busted by Rockford. <laughs> he's gonna bust the door open. Beretta. Know. One of these seventies <laughs> cops is gonna kick the door down. <laughs> Night stalker. Anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, uh but um and you know when I I, I worked this week in uh, Pendleton and did this fun show with my our buddy Travis Nelson, who um he and I always laugh when we work together because we're a cartoon, especially when we oh, stand yeah, next to him. Oh, he's huge. He's tall. He's six. He's six nine. Yeah, he is. And a I lanky am. I've, I'm five one and dude. a quarter now. Yeah. So I he, and he, uh-huh. he, you know, we laugh because I literally come up to his waist. Uh-huh. His, I mean, <laughs> I, I had when I went to put my hand around his waist, I was putting my hand around his butt, yeah. <laughs> and he laughed. And I'm, uh-huh. I'm gonna put my hand up around your. Yeah, butt. we better. He was very cute, and he's. I think he has a joke about giving somebody a piggyback ride. Yeah, the, uh, the like skydive. Yeah, backpack. Yeah, he was putting. He was putting on a, a human backpack. Yeah, <laughs> it was very. He's it a was funny very. Guy. Yeah, he, yeah, and we did this show. It was a corporate gig by our buddy. And my last ever, I want to say, paying homage to David Tribble, the David, uh, the Tribble run. It was uh-huh. the last. It was the last show he booked, and it's a, it was a corporate gig, paid right. very well. Thank you, David. And I'm one of the first comics that ever worked for David, so mm, that was yeah. very and true. And um, did he say he's retired? Is that what happened here? He's retired. Oh, I see. He retired. I thought he was still booking. Uh, no, he retired the first. No, he retired Tri-City. the first of the year. Yeah, okay. So he's right. done. And um, he's earned his stripes. And I saw him. He came out to a show <coughs> the other night when, when I was working over in Vancouver. Yeah. But I, you know, it was just, it was a lot of fun. We were up in this old, old, old 1889 saloon in, wow. in Pendleton that the f- Tribal Federation had purchased. Oh, in downtown Pendleton. In Old Town Pendleton. Mm. And, um, it's um, it's there on Court Street in downtown, but it's it's uh, it was established in 1889, and mm, um, it's mm. it's had millions of dollars of 
they have refurbished it mm-hmm. to original. You know, they, they the wood the wood they redid was absolutely beautiful. It's just gorgeous. Um, it's a steakhouse saloon, mm-hmm. and when you walk into it, you feel like, oh, this is a saloon. This was a saloon. You can see how the setup was. And there's a balcony around the perimeter of the saloon, which where all the the ladies of the night would stand. Oh, wow. And there was probably rooms up there, but those rooms, it's been cordoned off for different things. And, I mean, it's been uh, the is Anyway, and let me tell you something. I had my stool, and it said upstairs, you know, comedy show upstairs. So I went, uh-huh. okay, I can go up uh-huh. a few stairs. I went up, I went... One set of stairs, you know, probably eight, ten stairs, ah. and then another eight to ten stairs. Oh, God. And then down a long, 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 long highway, a hallway, and then up about 42 stairs, and then up another 12. Oh, my God. And by the time I hit the top of the 42, I'm cussing like a fisherwoman. I am, <laughs> I am sure scream- you were. I'm screaming. My leg is barking, and I'm going, God. Damn it, isn't there a <laughs> So funny. Just, Didn't they have elevators just, back in 1889? Just typically, well, it turns out they do have one. Oh. They had an elevator. Really? But, it, but just like every place in town here, uh, Pendleton is is having a ton of restoration in the streets done. Because mm, they I have see. all this federal money now. Oh. So they have, uh, they're tearing up the streets. Yeah. So there's in front of where you would go in and park and get in the elevator to go up to the event center are all these earth movers. Right. Which I had to crawl through going down. It's, you know, going up. I can go up. I can go up. It's going down. It's hard for me. Right. But anyway, we had a great time. And it was this, I walked into this beautiful room. Uh, it was huge. It's this huge room. Probably, I'm going to say... 25 foot ceilings mm. tin with a tin ceiling oh wow yeah. and this long long bar mm. that they purchased from a montana um saloon that has names and dates carved into it mm. and there's a blood stain oh uh, and the story is the blood stain is still in in the bar uh, because this the bartender told this guy to stop carving into the bar uh-huh and he didn't stop, and he had a knife, and the guy grabbed his knife, and the guy goes, give me my knife back. He goes, I'm going to give you your knife back. If you carve in the bar, I'm going to shoot you. And he gave him his knife back, and he shot him because <laughs> he started carving really? his name in the oh bar again. So he shot him. Anyways, oh and there's a, blood, there's, a, there's a blood stain. That's well, the story. Well, that's the story. My question would have been, how recent is this blood stain? Well, it's not. It's very old because it, it's been schlacked over. Because you don't it's know. Been there's restored, been places been I've been in Montana where you're like, could have just happened. Could have just happened because they, <laughs> you don't like, know. They go show her the blood stain. And I went, yeah, show me the blood stain. You know, <laughs> Travis and I are standing there going, oh yeah, it looks like somebody just spilled some ink on there, some red ink or something. Uh-huh. But, but people had carved, carved their names in there in the in the, which is kind of interesting. Well, at great but risk. But it's a beautiful wood. Uh, yeah. It's an I think it's oak, and then the back of the bar is mahogany, and it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous, and they well, yeah. they put this show on perfectly. And it, no, they raised money fun. for Altrusa. What a fun time. It was an Altrusa yeah. fundraiser, and uh, they give scholarships out, and they also have the backpack uh, program, which is um, they fill food, uh, backpacks with food. And if children don't have food at home, 
Mm-hmm. They can take a backpack home and bring it back the next day. Wonderful. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Well, yeah. you, you feel like you're doing something good then, not just selling beers at that point. It was, and you know, and the average <coughs> age for those shows was, first show, we did two shows. Right. First show was, uh, average age was probably about 60. Okay. And the second show was younger, was in yeah. the, in their, but there was also a big yeah. distillery. Pendleton has a, uh, a famous whiskey distillery. Oh, Oh, Pen- is it Pendleton Whiskey, that, that brand? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pendleton Whiskey. I've seen that. Yeah. I didn't know it was actually from Pendleton. It's Pendleton, oh, yeah. Oh, they, wow. they have a big oh. distillery right there on court. Oh, anyway, wow. That's cool. so uh, they were having a big festival, and yeah. so people were drinking down at the distillery. But but we still had full houses, so it was great. What a fun, fun trip. Mm-hmm. Wow, that mm-hmm. sounds like a great show. It's only a three-hour drive. You can drive back that night? Three and a half. I didn't. <laughs> I was tired. Yeah, they, they put us up at the they put us up at the at the Wild Horse in the, in the in the tower. I oh, had a very nice, in the room. nice, comfortable room. Very nice, comfortable room. So yeah, I right. I spent the night. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was uh, we didn't get out of there till ten thirty, and that was I was too tired yeah. to drive home. Yeah, I think that's the wise choice. That's rare for me. I know, know it that. is. I know you yeah. generally turn that down, but I'm like I don't know. Driving at night, if anything happens, there's nobody on the roads anymore, and. Well, I got my car fixed, so I'm nice. ready to go. Oh, my God. Anyway, so um, that was my weekend. Yeah. And um, uh, I, I was I was burned out on Saturday for some reason. I, was, I drove on Friday. But anyway, and I have a show Wednesday night in Albany. But um, And uh, how are you? Oh, God. I've noticed that we've had this terrible wind. I'm here. telling you, I'm a little uh, shaking it off. I'm glad we got this coffee going because... Uh, Two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning last night, this wind was kicking up like it was serious yes, wind. it was serious. And there was like a clanking out in our backyard that woke us both up. Both up. And Catherine's like, oh, oh what was that? Oh, do uh, uh, you think somebody's trying to break into the house? And I'm like, well, if they are, they picked a really windy night to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. The dog would have barked. Pretty sure. This is just, yeah. Was, um, did did she bark? Uh, so every now the and wind? then. But la- early, right when we were going to bed, she heard something because it was already it's starting. Winding, yeah. And it's just the thumping sound. She ran out and looked out the front window. But yeah, um, she always wants me to get up and investigate. Uh, in the, uh, okay, all right. Let's, we'll go see what it is. We'll go see that it's a, and it was a metal metallic sound. But uh, there was a branch that had fallen down, about a 25-foot-long branch in our neighbor's backyard right next door. Uh, we could see that, and she got that sounded metallic. And it turns out it was this uh, aluminum um, pan that you roast a turkey in uh-huh. that's kind of disposable Right. that I had set out the back when it was smoking too much, and I forgot about it. Right. So it had blown off. Right. And that's what we heard. But um, yeah, it was that's a that's a rough way to wake up. And that's the wind is still going strong this morning. I just really hope that neighbor because um, I tell you, it's scary when you hear a branch cracking. It sounds like a tree it does. breaking in half. It does. A big, long and branch. We have, you have those huge, huge trees around your house. Yeah. It's like them. a 50 foot. Uh, I think it's a pine tree. But it's way too tall for its own good, and it's in their backyard, and they haven't done anything to thin the branches out. So it's just like this big sail that's just pulling the tree in, in random directions, like a roulette wheel. You know, well, I've got it could I, go anywhere. I've got the the two hundred year old fir. Yeah, you out, got that great big one back, out there too. Yeah, uh, on the other side of the alley mm-hmm. from me, and it's um, nerve wracking, man. It's uh, and an elderly woman that lives there, and I don't, and her, she's got a br- the, one of the tree branches is literally 
on the other person's house. Right. And she's going to have to pay for that to get taken down because somebody's yeah. going to sue her. It's uh-huh. gonna, you know, if, she, if they don't. If anything ever happens. Well, and can, it, it was blowing last night, so that was making noise on that roof, you know. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, you hear them. And you we have it. big trees oh, God. around here. Can so I tell yeah. you, I was at a dinner party one time with some friends over in uh, Beaverton, just off of Barber Boulevard, uh-huh. up in so a wooded area. They have this, they had this beautiful house. They, uh, they've moved since. But they had, like, the center of the living room part had a skylight, a beautiful skylight mm-hmm. over it. And we're all eating uh, our dinner and ha- enjoying it. And the wind started to kick up. And then we heard this cracking sound. And we started all of us like running in every direction like rats <laughs> on a sinking ship. Like, where do you hide? Because we don't know. If it's a big tree. We're all like looking for something to duff, duck under, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and it was just, it was the same thing. It, we honestly thought it was a tree coming down. Yeah. And it was about a about a 30 foot long branch, maybe four inches. But, but they, that's a lot of weight. They make a lot of, it is a lot of weight. A lot of weight, of weight yeah. and a lot of noise. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it scared the crap out of us. We're all ran in opposite directions. And then we're all like, who has to use the restroom first? I know, <laughs> I know. It is. And Anyhow. that's part of living in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. You know, and and I, I can't afford to fix my roof right now. We just have had that work done in our basement because of the beam being cracked. And we found out. Here's the other, and I'll quit talking about it. No, after I want this. I want to know about how they how came it went. to to pour yeah. the concrete so yeah. they could uh, jack it up and put a post in, mm-hmm. uh, and it wasn't where they thought it was going to be because where it really was starting to sag was right next to the heater. Turns out we had two main beams supporting the house uh, perpendicular to the no. support wall. No. Wrong. And wow. so that would have been bad. But one of them, one of the owners had taken it on themselves to cut one of the beams, cut a, like a five-foot section out of the beam to put the heater in. There's a beam for a reason. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hello. It's not ornamental down in that basement. Yeah. Those, those beams, <laughs> and that's old wood. because that old was old house. You were, it was built 1917. Yeah. Yeah, that's... And then the other beam had already cracked, so the joists are holding it up still, but it was starting to sag. And so, yeah, a $9,000 job turned into a $12,000 job. And, you know, and and our friend who's doing the work, and I trust him completely, right. and I'm happy that we have somebody that I can trust to do yeah. it. But um, he was, like, really apologetic. And I'm like, look, Nicholas, honestly, it's, don't don't feel bad. You didn't this do it. Isn't, you know what stresses me more? Not doing this work. Yeah. It's, it's money, and we'll come up with it. It'll be okay. Right. Just w- it would stress me a lot more, and Catherine, if we didn't deal with this. Because right. it was sinking. It was sagging. You couldn't uh, hold a marble still on that floor. It was going for the and hallway. You, and you saw that, and you got rid of that heavy, all that heavy furniture. Get rid of the piano. We got rid of the big buffet that yeah. was yeah. massive, beautiful rosewood. Oh, yeah. I had to say goodbye to that beautiful thing. Yeah, it's uh, but it's, you know, it's very. I know we got a little fish tank sitting there now, a little ten-gallon fish tank in the corner, like a college dorm room. <laughs> so That's the only thing in there. There's a TV you get and a wicker. fish in the Just aquarium. get some wicker. <laughs> get some wicker. Well, no, we get some milk crates. Milk That's crates. What we, <laughs> <laughs> That's no what cinder blocks. You can't have cinder no blocks, cinder but blocks. you can have too yeah. heavy. Yeah, too heavy. But milk crates. Yeah. Or get this. Remember, pop shop. There's a dated oh, reference. Yeah. Oh, that is. Re- oh my god. It was like god. a milk crate. For those of you that weren't around as long as we've been around, <laughs> that was a store that tried this idea of refillable uh, soda pop. And they'd mm-hmm. have like 
25 different flavors or whatever, and right. you just keep the bottles, bring them back in, and they'd fill it back up with strawberry or lime or lemon whatever lime. Whatever you wanted, yeah. Or root beer. And uh, it lasted like about a year, year and a half. I actually did an audition for um, the um, that Vegas. I did a show for the uh, Lucky 2021 20, uh, contest in Las Vegas. Dwight and I did it. Yes, I remember that. It was over, yeah. and you did it too. We were over we in Vancouver. We all auditioned, and you and, and Dwight a, were accepted. That was a pop shop. That was oh. a pop shop on in Vancouver. It was still going. Yeah, yeah. It oh. was weird. I don't know if they filled stuff up, but it was yeah. called the Pop Shop. Oh, okay. Maybe and I remember doing title, that. Yeah. And I went, David, couldn't you have gotten someplace different? Goes, <laughs> it was all right. It, it, it seemed was, like it was it, a decent he, venue. It was fine. It was just fine. Yeah, yeah it was just fine. But it was a. Uh, yeah, they packed it out. It was very funny. But um, we and I remember the review. Somebody came, and, and there was three um, beauty queens, high school like right. beauty queens, wearing their tiaras. Right, and their sashes. And they were the judges. Yeah. Of who should be? Well, they were, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, I won. <laughs> yeah, you and Dwight, and the rev- whoever the, from somebody from the paper came and reviewed it, and said Dwight stood out like a man among boys just heads and shoulders over all the company. I'm like, just say he's good. You don't have to piss on the rest of us. I know. I know. You know, I know. We all that had was, pretty good shows. Yeah, we all had good shows. Okay, yeah. I get it. You know, Dwight, he does, you know, stand and, out. He's, and he's I remember that, that because Dwight and I then got invited <laughs> down. We went down to down to L.A. Yeah. To film. Right. The the set that it was one of those deals where every you had to have people vote for you. Online. Oh, down there in Vegas? No. No, oh. they they voted for you. We went to L.A. and shot our set. I see. Oh. In front of an audience. Okay. And then they uploaded it, and then you had to have people, you advertised for people to go on this link and vote for you. Right. And you could vote as many times a day as you wanted. People, well, I worked for a call center. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> With, that helps. With, with, 90, with 90 computers. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> so, uh, and, and three shifts of, of employees. So Beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 so I went. Nice. I came in, and I got to go to Vegas. That's great. But that, the, the, the weirdest thing is that um, Dwight had a great set that night. He had a great oh, set in, ve- in Vegas. In, well, not in Vegas, oh, in California, in L.A. He had a great set in, in L.A., and I went up and I started doing my, and I was starting to have a, I was getting some laughs right off the top and I got heckled. Mm. I got heckled by three young kids in the front road. Oh, that's perfect. And yeah. we're taping. No, that's the, not the night for And it. there's like, really? Yeah. You know? Right. And I finally just gave in and just slammed them down. And yeah, well, it took, I, I couldn't believe that somebody didn't jump on it and say, you know, come on, pal, you know? That happened to me at a NACA audition early in my career. A bunch of college kids in the front row. That's yeah. the auditioning for college campuses. Yeah. And uh, they started heckling me. And you only got like five or ten minutes to get your set out there and convince them to hire you. Right. And they started like, ah, blah, 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 mouthing off like that. And I go, save it. And just moved on. <laughs> and they just, they did. They shut up. I don't know. It worked for some reason. Well, that's good. Yeah. Because, yeah. You know, another night, you know. Who... That's one of those things that you look back on and went, and I, I, I thought, why did I care about NACA? I know, right? Why yeah. did I care about NACA? It was a bunch of $200 gigs in student union buildings. 
some of the worst gigs I've ever. Oh, that's me. Is this you? Yes. Uh, I'm going to uh, pause this for a moment. Okay. All right. Here I had are. to take a phone call from the contractor we were just talking about uh, uh, to talk about the details. But um, we should get into a uh, uh, topic. And what I wanted to start out talking about, because we, we hadn't completely unpacked the whole Will Smith, Will Smith thing. No, is that things have um, changed too. We, we saw, I, I don't know if you read the article that Kermit Apio put out about um, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's comment on it. That was a beautiful piece. Beautifully eloquent. Very just made well, so all well the written. key points yeah. about how this is uh, bad for so many reasons. Well, the black community is just the in, black community. Is just up in arms well, about it. Yeah, it like, I mean, it makes it it gives the conservatives the another, chance yeah. to go. Oh, look at that! That's the way these people are. Right. And of course, Fox News is going to do that. That's of course, what they, they do. Are. Yeah. And it also um, perpetuates, you know, Tiffany Haddish and all the like that are saying, you know, it was beautiful, man. She's a comic. Standing up for his woman, you know, maybe in caveman times. God. But this isn't prehistoric earth. This is modern times when you don't do that. That's not how you stand up for no, your woman. it's not. And it wasn't about that. It was about his, his own male ego being wounded. And we both know. Because this is my property. That's the part that bugs me about it. It's that attitude, and we've seen it in bars. If I'm talking to a woman, or she's talking to me after the show, a guy will come over like, this is my property. He won't say that. I know. You know you're talking to my woman. What, what, what is she saying to you? You know, that kind of thing. It's like, well, dude, you don't own her. And I'm not trying anything with her. And just relax it. A, a notch or two. You're not being insulted. It's just a personal front. But uh, having said said all that, one last thought I wanted to say about Will Smith, this whole th- unfortunate thing about this, was that thanks to him doing that, <clears throat> the joke that pissed him off so bad about his wife is now cemented into pop culture memory. Forever. Forever and, and ever. ever. And poor Rick Chris Rock is going to endure that clip yeah. for the forever rest of his ever. life. Yeah, right. Yeah. And Will Smith, rightfully so. But right. in that same, and so will Will Smith's kids. I mean, the thing about it, Will Smith's son tweeted the day after, Right. You know, because he's trying to defend his father, I guess. But he goes, yeah. that's how we do things. Uh, yeah, that's how Yeah, that's it, how we do it. That's yeah. how we do it. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was one of the points that Jabbar made was that it's such a bad example to the youth, the people that look up to Will Smith or had looked up to him and had looked up to him. You know, it's such a bad example as a father, as a husband, you know, as a man. It's just a horrible example to set. You know? I've been, you know... Uh, you know, I'm on the TikTok and I, uh, I'm on the TikTok <laughs> and I think everybody knows that by now, but I actually am on TikTok. I'm funny, yeah. old, funny old bag on TikTok. Yeah. And you get some followers and I have some followers, but the deal is, is that I, you know how incensed I was. I was like, I'm a slow burn, but by Tuesday morning after all the crap Monday, I had just, you know, all the... I guess it was PTSD in me going, wait a minute, my friends are going, everybody that I, you know, comics that I love and know that are maybe edgy now have another level of fear on stage. Yeah, anxiety. You know, there's this, you know, this thing. Mm -hmm. And I posted two videos on my TikTok. And most of the time people have been very, very, you know, 
complimentary and agreeing and you, there's no hitting, no hitting, don't hit, no, no yeah. hitting. It's like kindergarten, no hitting, there's no hitting. Right. You know, and use your words. But having to explain to people, yeah. after, in one video I say, 39 years as a stand up comic, it's a joke. You don't, nobody gets hit for a joke. Right. You, you know, and who said it, somebody said it best, and I wish I could remember the person that I'm quoting, but they said, if you want to insult a comic, don't laugh at the joke. Yeah. That's right. the, that's the biggest insult and to him. She'd already done that. And she, she glared. Wasn't, yeah, she, she, everybody knew how she felt. And that was enough to, and the fact that she was yeah. so, you know, that she had some kind of entitlement thinking that the whole world knew about her condition, which her condition is mild by the way, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Um, there's no hitting. It's just no, bottom line. That's no the bottom and line. I have had, I have had to have. There's been some I, Facebook posts to the I've effect been fighting with of, people. and it seems to be the same lines. Yeah, but he never should have said that. Blah 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 blah. You know, and no, no, no. He has every right to say it. And you it's a word show. Say whatever you want to at a comedy show. I said, go back and look at the Golden Globes and Ricky Gervais. I know, right? You yeah. know, the thing about it is, is that they walk into that room knowing. They're fodder. And they are multi, multi-millionaires. They can, yeah, you know what? They don't care. It comes with the territory and just get over it. Right. I know it's not pleasant, but you know, some of us are multi, multi-hundredaires and uh, we have to take derision and insults as well. Right. And I don't deal with it that way. And I that, never have. And, and the fact that it leaves open the possibility that if you say something that is offensive to somebody that you have no clue that it's going to be offensive. You never know, right? You never know that they may, I mean, I've been charged on stage. So, oh, yeah, I, and too. I didn't even, Several I didn't times. even talk to this guy. It was yeah. residue from the, the two other comics. I, I had a guy come up to me in Coos Bay one time um, after I'd done a show and he was mouthing off, just drunk and mouthing off and like an yeah. asshole all the way through the show. And I was dealing with it. And then this couple came in from the AA conference. Right. And um, sober as a judge sat down and was just started watching the show. And he started making, I'll be not making fun of the drunks over there. You know, it's just like, it's like wow, you just lobbed me the biggest softball, dude. Of course, yeah. I'm going to hit that. <laughs> I, uh, so I made some comment, don't uh -huh. remember what, it wasn't anything, it was just enough to control the room right. back again. Yeah. I didn't want to, my motto you with those guys, encourage... don't keep giving them attention. Right, exactly. Do what you have to do, move on. Well, he comes after the show, comes up to me, shakes my hand, and then won't let go. You know, he's uh... like, let me tell you something, buddy. You were making fun of me the entire show. You oh, you couldn't stop making fun of me. I'm going to tell you, I'm a machinist. I work out. Oh and I, I, I'm, I'm tempted to take you outside right now and just kick the shit out. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and that kind of thing. And the bartender, the only security they had, this woman yeah. behind the bar was going, oh, come on, Ricky, stop it. Oh, Ricky, don't do that. You know, yeah. that's the only response the Red All Lion right. was doing at the time. Come on. Oh, come on, Ricky. You know, and... and and I, he got, I go, really? I go, it's just a joke. You know, this is just jokes. I'll tell you what, let me buy you a beer. And we can talk about it. And he goes, well, you're going to grab me a big 25-ouncer is what you're going to do. And I go, really? Are you going to hit me? Is that the deal here? If I don't buy you a big, double, big beer, you're going to hit me because of that, right? And then so he still hadn't let go of my hand, you know. And um, so and then he finally did let go of my and he started walking away and turned around and rushed me like a gorilla or something. And I didn't flinch, which... 
pissed him off even more. Right. Because I was supposed yeah. to, oh, oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that is an example. I'm going to own your machine shop, pal. Please uh, hit yeah, me. If you, please I hit me. I will own that jacked up pickup truck I, out in the parking please lot. Please hit me. Please. Exactly right. But, you know, even if I had been inclined to violence, I'm at work. Right. I'm not going to do anything to exactly. sully my work you know, environment well, like yeah. that. It's already kind of too late, but I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything at all. And generally, I'm not anyhow. I'm just not that guy. I know. And so um, that's the kind of example that I wanted to, uh, why I brought up Will Smith to begin with, is that we wanted to talk a little bit about that kind of toxic masculinity that's so prevalent in it not just our country, country, but around the world. It is. It, it's what makes people like Donald Trump or Putin you know, uh, all the puffed up assholes that are right. so insecure about themselves and so pent up right. that their only way to express themselves is through violence right? and rage and uh, anger. You're only and allowed. They, <coughs> yeah, it's, it's, I, yeah. And yeah. You, you, I mean, it's an onion, but you keep peeling back and it just never gets better. Never gets better because right. they just, these are men that somehow, have no identity other than you know how much they work out how much they drink how many games they've played how many right. you know it's all this superficial crap and as a woman i mean as a woman i'm i've been very very careful on the road yeah because and i will pick the people i hang with very carefully because yeah i just had i had to be yeah and i was not you know i was not one of those but i used to think well i'm fat and nobody wants that and you know something that's not true i I, I, it took me about two years to realize Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if i'm not attractive right you know i'm they guys look at me as a victim right they were they want to victimize me who wants it's it's more of a it's not a sexual thing for no, some guys. Yeah, it's it's, it's a it's, it's a, a power, power thing. Yeah, it's exactly. a domination, and I want to control, and I want to exert myself over you. Right. And, and if you happen um, to be a, a clever woman with with a vocabulary, yeah. right? Yeah. You're a threat. Right. Sure. Yeah. You're a that. threat because they yeah. can't match you. Yeah. You so know, that's the only way. So they all have. they're going to do is they're going to back you into a corner mm-hmm. and push, you know, push your well, shoulder. I, I get that too. As a man, put a thumb as a, into your as a shoulder. short man. Yeah, I get that. I always have gotten that same kind of. You can't talk your way out of certain circumstances because they just want to be the alpha male in the room, and so they're going to do whatever they have to do. And um, I uh, actually watched a bunch of YouTube videos or TED Talk videos about toxic masculinity yeah and it it was really interesting to see the way they broke it down what causes that in a lot of men yeah Uh, and i thought this is an interesting point that one of them brought up was that we have to remember here that almost all the violence in the world that's happening right now is caused by toxic masculinity but the vast majority of men aren't violent so uh we have to keep that perspective too that most of us want to talk things out and most of us want to do the grown-up modern day thing and be human beings to each other that's you know we all have right anger issues because what happens with guys is that starting at the age of six or so they start learning that they can't hug each other they can't cry they can't show any other emotion other than anger 
and isolation. And that comes from their their dad. That doesn't come from their mother. Maybe it does come from Sometimes their mother. Sometimes it comes, Sometimes from, comes both. from both. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. just societal. Yeah. you know that's that yeah. pressure just to yeah. be a man. Yeah, be a man. And and I you know I do want to be a man. I just think of masculinity as something completely different than somebody who's big and strong. That that's that role is a man is somebody who's bigger, stronger, might makes right, louder, uh, pushier, yeah. and controlling. Uh, instead of what I think of masculinity as just human qualities, good like being courageous, right? Being having the courage to tell another man that you love him, having the yeah. courage to uh, cry if you need to, right? And, and honesty, uh, responsibility, accountability. Right. These are the things I tried to instill in Liam growing up. Right. Is that this is a this is the lessons you need to find out as a as a man or as a human that you need to learn these things. These are the qualities of an actual man. Uh, be, being somebody who um, is uh, good for your word, you know, on it. But yeah, I, the traditional role, and men have to stop thinking of themselves as useless if they're not good providers. Do you think That's violent the games issue. play into some of this too? What games? Violent game, like football is very violent. Um, I think... That's the attraction of them to a lot of men. I, I think... Uh, for me, know. it's a cathartic thing. I don't have to be violent if I can watch football players smashing into each other. I don't have to actually do it. Yeah, I... I quit watching boxing early on when uh, Dooku I, Kim was killed in a boxing match. And I thought, oh, that's no. this isn't fun. No. I can't watch this. But football players, um, yeah, I... See, my, my whole family it, was all football all the mm -hmm. time. Yeah, okay. And Barry played football and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, got hurt a lot because he was a center. Right, sure. You know, he got oh, stepped yeah, on he and he got hit on. You know, because around. hit because he was a center. Mm -hmm. But I don't remember. And my dad, you know, wanted him to work out and hit, right. the, hit, the, hit the bag and stuff like that. Right. But I think in the long run, it helped. it helped get that aggression out that energy that they right. have because it's a testosterone thing, especially with mm -hmm. young, young boys. They're just, right. There's a testosterone thing that happens and they get, you know, they they're get, all, a, you know, all wound up. Yeah. Wrestling and they're, you know, yeah. they're a lot more physical, maybe, I don't know, but anyway, but I, I see that, I mean, we've all seen these, these, uh, these games after the games where they're just riled up and there's crap. Oh, happening. like and, riding and such. Yeah. And hitting and, you know, yeah. fighting and stuff like that. And also, you know, coming back to comedy, uh, Dice Clay used to rile up his, mm -hmm. rile up his, yeah, his right. very young. Right. 20 something. That was kind of his thing. Yeah. And get them all feeling like, you know, she's going to, she's going to, you know, right. give me what I want or I'm going to beat the shit out of right. her. Yeah. And that would happen in the parking lots after his show. Yeah, right. And that, you know, it got to the point where L.A. just said, oh, our police department doesn't want it. We can't deal with this yeah, anymore. No, uh -uh. Yeah. no, no more. Yeah, because it yeah, was just too much. And you can say, much. I'm just doing a character all day long, but maybe do a different character. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I felt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh, because obviously they didn't have the wherewithal to understand that it's a character. Yeah, you know. right. And, so what else did you see that you were, um, I mean, I, I have my own. Your thoughts on it? Well, I, you know, um, I just. Um, well, here's the lies that we are told as men, that here's what we are told as young men that a real man is. Uh, it's all about athletic ability, strength, size, 
sexual conquest. Yeah. We're taught that that's yeah. a big part of being a man uh, and economic success, which, you know, uh, everybody wants ec- economic success, but it shouldn't be linked to how, what kind of a man you are, it, you know. And no. I learned some lessons a long time ago about, um, like I said, what it means to be a real man and some mistakes that we make as men like in communication with women, because we learn to not communicate. We don't even understand our own feelings, let alone someone else's. <laughs> you know, that's the Amen. truth. Amen. It's the absolute <laughs> truth. And it's Amen. the saddest thing, too. It's really sad that a human being should be smashed into this little tight shape that you can only be a certain way and you can only right. express certain emotions. And um, I learned early that uh, when uh, a, a woman in my life is... Uh, uh, like voicing uh, something she's frustrated about. Don't try to uh, solve the problem. Just listen. Amen. You know, it's not about um, it's fixing what she's going through. It's about just being there, you know, and being available. Unless she's asking you. Sp- I, I uh, have, yeah, unless she says, she I, says need I need a solution to know what this, I need. Then, I need you to know. I need to know what you think about this. Sure. Oh, you yeah. know, and then right. and then. Yeah, it's a landmine. You're walking in a landmine, but there's landmines all over the place. But you have to, you know, women, mothers need to teach their sons to talk to women. Yeah. How to talk to women, Mm -hmm. you know, and that this is going to be, this is, you know, you're expected to have, to have empathy, but you're also expected to be specific about how you feel about certain things. Right. Yeah. You know, and if you're not specific and you're not sure, then you have to voice that. But this whole, I mean, women go through life, especially your first part, you know, from your teens to your late, maybe early thirties, um, you know, trying to figure out, well, what does he want? I don't understand what he meant by that. Or, mm-hmm. You know, what did I yeah. do? Or yeah. we're so used to, you know, blaming ourselves. Yeah. But I think, um, I think I, I had fights with women on my, on my TikTok page uh-huh. that defended Will Smith. Yeah. And I thought, how many times have you been hit? That's what, yeah, that's yeah, sort of what we, I thought too. I that, thought. Well, Catherine brought that up with um, Tiffany Haddish. It's like, well, that sounds like someone who thinks that violence is the way to communicate and who probably has been the victim of it at some point. Right. Who so- someone smacked the shit out of her. Right. Yeah. And so th- there's that kind of a, oh, I guess that's, I did, I did deserve it. Kind of an, you know, that Yeah. a lot of women, Margaret Atwood said that um, men have to worry about being laughed at by women. Women have to worry about being killed by men. Right. You know, there's a difference there. It's a whole different level that you have to think about when you're going out to the parking lot than I have to think. And we both had the same uh, reaction to the standing ovation that he received winning the Oscar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Finding that abhorrent. Yeah, disgusting. And and having... And every woman... And just as a woman, every woman who'd ever been victimized, who was watching that, yeah. just probably wanted to throw up. Yeah. Because right. it was like, oh my God, they, they still don't get it. They don't get yeah. it. Right. They just don't get it. It's, right. you know, and that is, um, 
And and now we're I, we're so afraid. I'm afraid because you know that there's these assholes that use their car as a weapon right. on the road. That you know, you see some jacked oh, yeah. up little you know right. Toyota it's pickup be- that becomes a weapon. Know, yeah, I'm coming down Columbia Boulevard yesterday, yeah. or uh, when I was coming home from Pendleton on Friday, right. Saturday, and I'm coming up Columbia Boulevard, and I'm there by the the golf course. Hang on, because he's yeah. and. <laughs> That's not a sneeze. Excuse me, that's a sneeze. That's so, a sneeze. Any, anyway, <laughs> and it's it's two lanes, right? And a guy comes up on my right, speeding on my right. Mm-hmm, yeah, right. Had to slam his brakes on because there was work being done on the corner. He almost oh. hit these construction oh my workers. God, yeah. And then he's weaving, and I I was like honking, going no, and yeah, he almost hit me. Yeah. On purpose. Right. I've had that. And then he he did he got somebody let him in, and then they. And he did the same thing to somebody else right. further up. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. This is, right. you, you know, you go, where's a cop when you need one? But those are the, that's that male aggression, too. That's right. yeah. That car is their weapon. Right. And it's, and and I'm not, and that's not just women now. It's everybody oh, is, yeah. it, at, is yeah. it, at, at stake here. Everybody's life right. is at stake. And I, uh. I just and I I I say a little prayer for myself because I lose my temper. You know I have a temper, and I will lose my temper in my car. Sure, yeah. But I, I, I have to all say all of us kind of do. I, I have to say, don't let do. me lose my temper, please. Don't don't yeah, let me lose right. my temper because I you know. When people do stuff that puts you in danger, it's hard not to get your dander up. I know I do. Uh, oh, you get scared. You, your adrenaline scared is all of a yeah. sudden. Ah, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, but uh, there are people at at. Uh, at shows that, and guys that will sit there and just look at you with their arms crossed. Yeah, right. And I, I have taken a step back on stage, and I got no. Chris Larson noticed. He goes, "That guy scared you." I said, "Yeah, that guy scared me." Mm-hmm. He goes, "I saw you step back." I said, "Yeah, I stood." Mm-hmm. I didn't know if he was gonna, if he was gonna stand up and swing. Yeah. Because you get a sixth sense sense about yeah. it, and I. I get that. I mean, I'm not a woman, but I, I have had guys do that. You're uh, not? I, I can't, can't <laughs> tell the way you're talking. You what? sound like a girl. <laughs> anyway. I had a guy in the front row in Spokane early in the 80s, sitting just glowering, uh. looking at me, arms folded. I'm, I, I go, what's, what's the deal? What are you angry about? He goes, you should know I have a gun. Like that. Yeah. I go, okay, well, I guess I know that now. Yeah. All right, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's that... The desire to use, you know, turn to violence, it it should be noted. And I did a little research on this. Yeah. Not all serial killers, turns out, are men. No. No, uh, they're it, not. It's like 11%. Women. And it's interesting, the difference between women serial killers do it for money and power. Men do it because of some, largely for some like sexual crime or some mm-hmm. sort of a mm-hmm. it's power and it's mm-hmm. sexual conquest and it's other kind of emotional issues mm-hmm. you know, that they're not dealing with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But yeah, exactly. with, with women, it's more it, and the careers of serial killers, women is more like eight years. Men are done doing their killing in two years on the average. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and women, and we have to say women's women, serial killers because most women yeah. behind bars for murder that's one time. have been abused. 
Right, sure. For just murder. They've murdered their husbands. They've yeah. murdered their lovers. They've moved, you know. But s- women even serial killers. Serial killers. Yeah. And it, that wasn't even a term until Eileen Warnos. Yeah. You know, then it people she started going, oh, wow, there's actually some women that are... And it's all about rage, they and have it's all about that deep-seated, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever they've gone through, that's how it comes out, and it's it's sad, and it's twisted, and I got to believe that there's also a certain predisposition towards um, violence and complete lack of empathy, mm-hmm. like socio- sociopathy, mm-hmm. sociopathy, Soci- uh-huh. and uh, psychopathy, however you say yeah. that, whatever, they are. they're different, they mean to figure out, I don't know what. A sociopath is is yeah. is uh, without empathy and without without remorse and, and, and no, no regard for no social regards, norms. It has no regards. <clears throat> cannot or, function in a, in a normal society. Ethics. Right, exactly. Yeah, it, I think that is what causes people like Matt Gates and Ted Cruz and the like, is that they're just n- never had empathy as children. They, yeah. They're just it was bred into them. And somebody said, huh, he'd make a good Republican senator. So, uh, well, here's another thing. You know, that, I really yeah. think there's a predisposition there, too. I, yeah, there is. I, part of it with me was that I was short and I couldn't really be that guy. So I had but to we've learn known, how to. We've known guys that are, are that are short, short and, and assholes. Still, yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Joe Torres. That's one. right. Yeah, just turn there's it been in several, a different direction. Yeah, they're just. They find other ways to exert power over Yeah, others. yeah. But I, I always. Asses. I've always been the type that would be like, God, the kind of Rodney, um, God, blanking, L.A. riots, King, King, um, when he said, uh, why can't we all just get along? It became a huge joke worldwide. Oh, God, what an idiot. Well, of course we can't. Well, I'm like, I remember hearing that and thinking, yeah, I do wish we could. Yeah. I really wish we could get along. You know, why can't we make that something we strive towards? And why didn't people react to the beings? fact that he said it through swollen lips and a huge black eye? I, why didn't and broken ribs? No, it just became this thing to mock. Yeah. Like who would say something so stupid? Well, you know what? I think we need to start envisioning a new version of manhood. And of our society where um, it's okay just to express yourself as a man and have emotions and have positive emotions and um, try to figure out how we have more as human beings in common than we do separate from each other. Right. You know, racially, um, geographically, economically, we have more in common as human beings than we're admitting. And I'm going to get a little zen on this. Okay. We're all the same molecules. We are. I really believe that. And that's yeah. not all hoo-woo, woo-hoo, or whatever. Woo-woo. yeah. You know, it's what's not. The, what's it's the correct? Woo-woo. Thank you. <laughs> I think that's an actual uh, scientific fact. Of we share is. all the same molecules. Yeah. Uh, the, the molecules that are in me were in Shakespeare. They were, you know. Exactly. We're all part of the same organism that is we this planet. We all bleed red. And, um... Yeah, I think we need to strive for that. You know, the why can't we all just get along? Clearly we can't, you know, but well, um, and, and, it's and something to at least try to I was, move towards. I was talking to our, our buddy Travis Nelson on the show that I did with him, and, you know, he's a big, tall guy. We were talking about uh, masculinity and about, uh, you yeah, know, right? getting, yeah. getting attacked on stage and stuff like that because right. we were sure. talking about... Um, the Will Smith incident, not to mention yeah. anyway. Yeah. And I and and he was telling me, you know, 
his his experiences and I said well couldn't you he said he looked at me and he goes he says you'd be surprised how much I can't do because I am a tall I'm sure big white male I am absolutely sure and he said yeah I I'm sure he triggers a lot of a lot yeah, of men he cannot yeah yeah he said I it's like the gunslinger syndrome right Everybody yeah. wants to find out Every, how they yeah. measure up against the big guy. Yeah. I'm sure that's true. And yeah. he, he says, I, I have to pull back right. more than I want to because I can't, I can't do that. I, I'm sure. You know, I yeah, I'm sure that. he's learned. I uh, also yeah. wanted and to. Travis uh, is a very, he seems like a very humble, yeah. I'm very down to earth guy yeah. who yeah, uh, I had inclined a, to that anyhow. I had a. Um, I had an experience on stage. I think I've talked about it, where the guy threatened to kill me from the from the from the front row of the sh- of the show. I was at, I was at Penguins at the time in um, in uh, Rapid City, Iowa. Right. And um, is it Rapid City or Iowa? It was at, it was at Rapid. It was one anyway with the city at the end of it. And it was at Penguins, and um, we were downstairs. It's a downstairs club, and um, so there's no quick outlet. And um, Guy sat, I was sitting there doing my little skits and sketches. And this is, you know, probably, this is probably 1989, 90, right in there. And uh, he sat there in front of me, staring at me the whole show. Mm-hmm. It was a packed room, and right. he was mouthing, I'm going to kill you. What the fuck? At me. Excuse me, but. And at first I thought I had yeah. just, I, I didn't see it right. And I just kind of yeah. moved on. And then he leaned in across the table. So he was looking right at me, and he yeah. said, I'm going to kill you. Wow. And I just, and I backed up off the stage. Wow. I backed out, you know, I was backing up. And I ended my set early. Right. And, you know, they went, oh. Uh-huh. And I, I was shaking. Oh, yeah, I would be. I was shaking, and I ran yeah. over to the bar, and I said, get him out of here. Hide me. I need to be someplace. Hide mm-hmm. me. And they put me in this closet. Right. Because I was shaking and crying. Yeah. And I told him, Shit. this guy wants to kill me. Yeah. And they they saw him and they knew who he was. Oh. And they said, he'll never be, he won't be back. To, he won't be back, Susan. Promise you won't. Ricky. He, oh, Ricky. You got to stop threatening to kill people. Well, they tried to call the police. They did try oh, to call wow. the police. But That's he got great. he got going uh, too fast. He left. He left too quick. And... But they know who he was. They knew who he was. They could recognize him, and they looked him up by his his uh-huh. uh, his credit card bill. And um, he still said, should have gotten a visit from the police. He came back. Oh, that he night he got or? in. The second night he came oh, in. I see. He came back, and it was he came back in the middle of the show. Oh, and he walked down the stairs, and I saw him. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh shit. Right, yeah, you know. Yeah, and I, you know, I had to tell the bartender, that's him. During the show? Yeah, I stopped my show and said, that's him. Yeah. And Gilby was over the bar and up the stairs, stopping this guy. Yeah. You know, and, but who knows if he had a gun? I mean, this is just this whole stuff, this crazy stuff. What even set him off to begin with? You know, and and you never know. And this is what... The whole Will Smith thing, I'm trying to explain to these people on my right. TikTok right. that we, first of all, it's a joke. It's it's a goddamn joke. Yeah. It's a word. You know, but you have no idea the wave that this is going to cause. Yeah. 
the next time somebody takes offense at a comic on stage, they're going to think that it's okay to get up on stage and slap them. Right. And it's also just one more attempt for that faction of people to say, comics shouldn't be telling this kind of joke to begin with. It's censorship. Which is horseshit. It is horseshit. We need to be able to say whatever, and it's sometimes going to be inappropriate. If they don't like you, well, that's their punishment. Exactly. Is that they don't like you at the end of the night. That's the worst that can happen. You don't laugh and you leave. You don't You have leave. every option. Yeah, stop saying, leave. but you know, you should, but you're talking about somebody with a condition and you, you know, it's really not, well, okay, not all comedy is nice and not all comedy Comedians are nice, and you know your 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 penalty is that they end up not liking you at the end of the night. Yeah, you lose them. You yeah. Know, so um, you know, I it's just and I find have, that you can't filter it. You can't filter comedy well, through that kind of a censorship. And, and even the, on a bigger scale, because you're yeah. the one that brought this up to me yeah. uh, the other day when we were talking about this toxic masculinity. You said, you said, um, worldwide people can see that you know, Putin and what he's asking his army to do is, you know, at, at its, that's, that's aggressive masculinity. At, yeah, at, right. You know, he's compensating. Absolutely. And, yeah. You know, and he, he has to have the power. Right. And there's no justification for it at all. Right. And he, but you're right. He's just a power grab. He's and, not and, happy and with what he's got. And half of the GOP is like that because remember when right. Obama came in? Yeah. Oh my God! Oh God! Mitch McConnell had an fit. absolute fit. I know, yeah. I mean, he right. he just couldn't stand the fact that a black man right. had become president. Yeah, too much for him to bear. It's just too much for him to bear, and yeah. this it's just. And I'm happy to say that the patriarchy is going to fall. It's going to fall, and it's the the dominoes have started. Right. Yeah. And we, in the next 10 years, it's going to be a different picture. Yeah. Well, it should be. I think it's time to give uh, the women a chance to be in power and see how different things can be. Um, John Stewart had a great episode about racial um, consciousness. And one of his panelists, it was a white woman mm-hmm. who goes to a group in her hometown that talks about the issues. And then they had this kind of kind of right-leaning guy Mm -hmm. that was like video conferencing it you know basically making all the same points about you know uh, critical race theory and the other just bullshit Mm -hmm. and she goes you know what i think we've heard enough out of you that's why we don't have any white men in our group you've had your chance to have your say (laughs) you haven't gotten anything done it's time for us to get a shot at this you know who's great Uh uh-huh and in, in, in the House of Representatives, Katie Porter from California. Oh, my God. She oh, is. I'm not she, familiar. She, oh, yeah, you are. She's, you've seen her. She's, she's the one that takes these guys to task uh, every time because she's got statistics. She's yeah. got power presentations. And she shows them. So what you're telling me, and she shows right. exactly how they've lied. Right. It's absolutely Beautiful. brilliant. And she well, is sharp as a tack. I really hope, as a country, at some point, we can grow up enough and be uh, conscious enough to realize that it's time. Yeah. It was already time with Hillary, whatever you think of her. It was time for a woman to be president. Yeah. It was time for Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren, Warren to be president. Yeah. Someone who's compassionate and smart 
and we'll get some really positive things done. It's it's past time. Yeah, it's, it uh, has to happen, yeah. and it just it it, it was kind of heartbreaking to see the way the country responded to both of those women. Yeah, they're just like whatever happens, that ain't happening. You know, enough I of the know. country was Isn't still that terrible that misogynistic. And when I heard women doing that, I was just like, right. "Are you kidding me? Yeah, really? Are you not capable of running your house?" Yeah. Are you not capable of taking care of your kids? Right. Because these women are born leaders. They're right. leaders. Yeah. Anyway, I... Uh, and I, it should be noted, and I should say at this point, you know, because uh, I want to say that a lot of men, and I, I'm going to say more than half of men, do want to do the right thing, do want to be evolved, and do want to be intelligent, do want to communicate, and do want to learn and change their right. behaviors. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can just say that men are bad. I don't think we are as a species. I don't well, think... No, I'm teasing. There's, there's, <laughs> well, there's some real bad examples. No, no, like I, I, I say. have a bad picker. But, but yeah. <laughs> I, really, I really think we have to... You know, I'm not just bashing men up here. I just think it's time to stop having it that women are making 70 cents on the dollar to men and don't have the voice that political power voice that men have. And it's just, it's obscene and it's wrong. and It's broken. It's clearly not working. It's not working. And let's try something different. Let's, you know, let's just give it a try and, you know, see where I have one more bitch about men. And that's about the fact that the, the stupid Grammy awards uh-huh. had, had the audacity to give, to give Louis C.K. To give Louis C.K. The, the, the Grammy. See, I didn't even know he'd put out an album. I lost uh, touch with yeah, his career. Sincerely Louis C.K. Okay. And I shouldn't even give it. Don't I'm not even. No, 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 no. mind. I'm yeah. Backing it up. Um, yeah. I don't. Uh, and on the album, he, he jokes about, his assaults. Right. And that doesn't fly with me. Right. That doesn't fly with me. It's, uh, um, you know, he, he is. I'd have he to is, hear it. I don't know what he said. Yeah, he's. I, um, he'd have to deal with it because that's the elephant in the room. You know, you couldn't just not mention it. That would be even worse. But I would hope it would be in the form of an apology. No, it's not. See, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's so right. that's the, you know, yeah. I, uh, these women went out on a limb yeah. to to come forward. Yeah, and all of them Risk are, took a lot of are comedians. Yeah, and, and it was a power dynamic yeah, for him. Very much of a power dynamic. Right. So I'm just. Yeah. Um, that was so funny when you called this morning. Oh, <laughs> Susan called me oh, this geez. morning. She was wound up like. Oh a, no, kidding! <laughs> watch it was ready to break. I guess she goes. I got to tell you, I'm really wound up. There's no snacks today. <laughs> <laughs> I just started laughing. I know. I know. All right. This is ridiculous. There's not anyway, going to be any snacks. I know. I just. Um, I'll try to brace myself. I tried to calm down because I. Um, uh, there's so many things going on and we have these wonderful examples of wonderful, strong, intelligent, kind men like Zelensky and even Joe Biden and. Pete and Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg and wonderful Wonderful example, Cory Booker, right. who today just gave a beautiful speech in in favor of uh, Katanji uh, Jackson Brown, is it Brown Jackson Brown, and and quoting Maya Angelou, mm-hmm. you know that yeah. she can take it because you know she'll rise, right? She'll always rise, and it's just uh, you know I, I I you're right. 
there are wonderful men in this world, and and yeah. they should be they should be lauded. And we for need their to develop compassion. a new model of manhood. Yeah. If you have a child, if you have a male child out there, men or women, and he falls and hurts his knee and he's crying, don't tell him. Um, don't cry. You come on, there's, be a man. Tell him, hey, way to be a man. You know, right. you're crying. You're letting your emotions out. Right. Let's I learn think a new behavior. I think your parenting, I think there is that generation with these Gen Zs, mm-hmm. and these, even the millennials. I found yeah. them very, very sensitive. Well, I tell you that uh, Grammys last night, hooray for androgyny, right? Yes. It was, uh, it was not, yes. <laughs> not a lot of toxic masculinity, no. I'm sure, that was there. But no. there was also a lot of just... Um, and don't you love John Batiste? I do. God, how you can know, you not? And, and just a well, and he they're walking, f- talking joy coming out and of that he's man. He's fighting the highest moment of his career mm-hmm. at one of the lowest moments of his personal life. No, I didn't know. His wife is fighting leukemia for the second time. Oh wow! And she's only thirty-two wow. years old. Oh my God, that's and so she's, sad. And he can't see her. Oh, that's so. He painful. can't see her because of yeah. of her treatment. Right. There's a beautiful piece on um, uh, CBS Morning. Yeah. Um, about, you know, it, and you, when you hear, and I thought back to the difference between John Batiste and, and Will Smith at your, and what, and what Denzel said at your highest moment, that's when the devil comes for you. Yeah. And, and I'm I thinking, do, and this is a man who is fighting for his wife. And I, I, I do think it's worth mentioning too, that the way Kareem Abdul-Jabbar finished his article about Will Smith was that. Um, I said, he said, I've been over to Will Smith's house. He's funny and charming and engaging person who made a really big mistake. And he doesn't feel that he should just be canceled because of it. He just needs to learn from it and suffer the consequences of it and hopefully grow as a man. Um, So that's all we can hope for is that the men that make these kinds of huge mistakes learn from them. And, and get well, better. Well, we also have to remember that yeah. he is a black man. But he also own. said he also said that. But it's also going to be difficult for me now when I see a Will Smith movie, if I see a Will Smith movie, right? That um, it's not going to be in the same light. It won't. Uh, it won't. He has know. tainted. That's what was so hard for everybody to watch somebody blow up their. I career. used to really Just like watching Louis C.K. I used to love what I thought he was. A, he is a really great comic. You mm-hmm. have to admit. Yeah. yeah, he's a good comic. But you don't watch it with the same filter. You don't watch it with the not same anymore. level of enjoyment. Mm-hmm. You just you can't. Mm-hmm. It's just it changes everything you feel about him. Right. And it was comedy. It's all about likability. You put yourself in that position too. Yeah, right. Nobody's putting you in that position. Yeah. You're saying here. Adulate me, make you know, yes, make me right. make me a household name. Yeah. Make me. I'm coming into your home. Yeah, you know, and and we're going to be friends, and and you're supposed to be you're supposed to like me a lot. Right. And you know, or in a case like Cosby, who oh. puts himself up on this moral oh. throne above everybody else. I love Norm Macdonald's whole bit about how everybody's saying it's the hypocrisy. That's what bothers me. He's like, well, I don't know. I, I think it's the raping. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if That's you're a rapist, right. if you're a rapist, so, you know, what are you going to say? Ah, uh, oh, God, I love raping. I just, <laughs> <laughs> you know. of course you're going to lie about it. I mean, <laughs> okay, on that, I think we should end our show. Yeah. Norm McDonald, the late and funny and Norm McDonald. Yeah. And very troubled Norm McDonald. Yeah. yeah. But if you're a man out there, if you're raising a man out there, um, try to, let's create a new model. Let's see if we can't change things step by step 
bit by bit, moment by moment, because um, it doesn't have to be the way it is. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. And it's uh, it's moving towards the better, I think. So, all right, you guys, that's us for today and this week. Tell your friends. Don't tell your friends. Right at this point, doesn't really matter. We're having yeah, a great time. So, <laughs> you guys uh, have a good week. Thank you.